Hi, I'm Freek Verheugd here at ACC 2017 in Washington DC and I saw three interesting studies. One on uh, ablation, one on uh, prevention of recurrent uh, venous thromboembolism and one on uh, atrial fibrillation and the use of antiplatelet agents. Uh, let me start with the first. We saw here the re-circuit trial, which was a trial on ablation in patients who were on an oral anticoagulant. Most patients are on anticoagulants when they undergo an ablation. And this uh, re-circuit trial containing over 700 patients randomized patients to a four-week run of VKA or a four-week run of the dabigatran before the actual ablation took place. And uh, it was very clear that patients uh, who were randomized to dabigatran uh, did not have any more complications than patients who were on VKA. And uh, therefore, I think this uh, study, which uh, is currently published in the New England Journal of Medicine, shows for the second time that you can do an ablation uh, in patients who are pre-treated with the NOAC rather than with VKA. So I think that's an important finding. And uh, I'm sure that there will be more studies uh, uh, addressing this uh, with the other NOACs. So we get a good idea whether it's safe. Of course, all these trials are way too small to be 100% sure that NOACs are as safe as VKA in prevention of periprocedural strokes uh, or bleeding. Second study uh, was a study in patients with, with um, uh, uh, venous thromboembolism um, uh, who were protected with uh, th three strategies against a recurrent VTE. It was called the Einstein Choice Trial. Um, patients uh, were randomized to either aspirin alone, which is I think very interesting because that is possibly an upcoming strategy because earlier trials showed a benefit over placebo or they were randomized to uh, 20 milligrams of rivaroxaban, so high intensity um, uh, uh, protection, or 10 milligrams once daily of rivaroxaban. And uh, the, it was clearly shown that the, the uh, uh, rivaroxaban arms protected the patients better against recurrent VTE than was aspirin, although in my view the differences were not that impressive. Um, and in fact, there was no difference between the 10 versus 20 milligrams of rivaroxaban. Again, this study is not big enough to be 100% uh, um, conclusive, but it clearly shows that uh, you better protect patients uh, for recurrent VTE with the NOAC. Maybe a lower dose of NOAC, 10 milligram, very attractive in this case for rivaroxaban, better than uh, aspirin. So this is, I think, an important study, for, especially for patients who are at risk for uh, recurrent VTE. For instance, the patients who had a unprovoked uh, VTE in the past. Finally, I would like to show my own study. Um, that is from the large Garfield Registry. Garfield AF Registry contains 55,000 patients with newly diagnosed atrial fibrillation 
and they were uh, included in five cohorts. The first cohort in 2009, and the last cohort, the, the fifth cohort, uh, in 2015. Um, and we looked specifically in this group of patients who were treated with aspirin monotherapy against stroke in atrial fibrillation. As you may know, the current guidelines in fact discourage the use of antiplatelet therapy alone in stroke prevention for atrial fibrillation. Uh, the European guidelines of 2016 are rather stringent in that. It is of no use and leads only to more bleeding. Where the American guidelines say in a very low risk patient, um, you may use uh, aspirin as an alternative to an oral anticoagulant. Now in Garfield AFib, we looked over the years the uh, incidence of prescribing monotherapy aspirin um, for stroke prevention. And the good news is that it decreased from about 30% to about 15% over the years. And remember, this is a global registry. So all countries all over the world participated, including the United States. And we looked also uh, what was the indication for antiplatelet therapy uh, um, in these patients. Why did the doctors prescribe antiplatelet therapy? And in about half of the patients on antiplatelet therapy alone uh, had an indication for antiplatelet therapy besides their atrial fibrillation. For instance, they could have had coronary disease, a PCI, a prior cabbage, or a vascular disease, peripheral vascular disease, or carotid artery disease. So by itself, a good indication. But uh, these patients should also have an anticoagulant, which was not the case. And therefore, uh, we looked more closely about the indication. Now, the about 15% of patients who, who still use oral antiplatelet therapy alone for stroke prevention, about half of those had an indication uh, for vascular disease as well. So that is defendable that they uh, use this, but they should have an anticoagulant on top of that. But still, the other half had, have only oral antiplatelet therapy for stroke prevention and no other indication. So, and this is about 5,000 patients out of this large registry. And I think that doctors should be uh, aware that giving aspirin alone for stroke prevention and atrial fibrillation without any other indication, without a vascular indication, is unproductive. It is not protecting the patients and uh, it only leads to more bleeding. So if the physician is in doubt whether to anticoagulate a patient, you'd rather give nothing than give aspirin alone. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.